April the 18th, two o'clock in the afternoon. The landline rings and my father goes to get it. The woman on the other end first asks to verify the number. He's about to hang up when she explains she's a violinist at the Opera House of Lorraine and she's calling to play him a song. My mother joins him, they put her on loudspeaker and the concert begins. It was extremely moving to stand there in our living room and listen to her play just for us from her own living room, my mother told me later on the phone. For months now, the COVID-19 pandemic has forced theatres and concert halls to close. With all its shows cancelled, the National Opera of Lorraine has started to organise volunteers. An online form is all it takes to schedule a phone concert for oneself or a loved one. For my music-loving parents who hadn't left their home in several weeks, the call came as a delightful surprise. And yet, it left my mother sceptical. It was a beautiful moment, she told me, but it was so strange to listen to her on a phone. In this time of social distancing, will music, theatre, cinema and the other arts reach us only through our screens? Can culture really continue confined online? Orange presents The Memo. Hi, Joe. Joe, there's this uh, weird noise. Is that coming from you or from me? Yeah, sorry, I was just working on something. Hi, Chloe, and hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of The Memo. For the past few weeks, we've been covering the intersection of digital news, economy and lockdown restrictions. We first looked at the labour market and whether all jobs could be digitised. Then we turned to business with online sales platforms. Today, we're going to take a look at the culture sector. Chloe, two months in, and it's clear the culture sector has been heavily impacted. Yes, and the reasons can be summed up in just a few words. Social distancing and lockdown. To limit contamination, large gatherings have been widely prohibited in France and throughout the world. Broadway, for example, the iconic performing arts avenue in New York, isn't slated to reopen until at least September. And the recent resurgence of the virus in South Korea, linked to a cluster around nightclubs, only confirms that these closures are necessary. So that's why one festival after another is being postponed or simply cancelled. And it's not just the festivals. Affected are all sorts of live shows, the theatre, concerts, operas, stand-ups, but also movie theatres and museums. Basically, any space is usually open to the public. And a return to normal seems unlikely, at least anytime soon. That's what I read in an excellent feature in The Atlantic, which looked at when theaters might reopen. For a number of producers, opening too soon could be a disaster if there's a second wave of lockdown measures. They'd again have to foot the bill on shows unable to run. And most of all, audiences would be even less likely to buy tickets again, pushing any hope of a return to normal even further away. Which means it's like everything's been put on hold. But we haven't stopped enjoying culture or even feeling quite passionate about it like my parents. Listening to a violinist on the phone isn't like going to the opera, but still. Yes, so many cultural activities are moving online right now. Music is an excellent example. Vox put out an article called How Quarantine Concerts Are Keeping Live Music Alive. According to them, music is more important now in times of isolation than ever before. This is why artists are finding other ways to perform live through platforms like Instagram or YouTube. Audiences and performers are all looking for ways to weather out the crisis together. 
And these home shows are a perfect way to combine artistic performance with a collective experience that puts everyone at ease. I was watching one of these concerts when it struck me that it's almost as though all of these musicians were on the same stage. The bands who usually perform in an arena of 10,000 people, the Philharmonic Orchestra, the soloists, etc. Yes, you're absolutely right. Culture with a capital C has become an intimate experience. But it hasn't become individualistic. Many of these initiatives ran under the hashtag Together at Home. In France, no less than 3,600 amateur singers were brought together alongside Jane Birkin in a lockdown version of La Javanaise, orchestrated by the public radio and the Théâtre du Châtelet. And it's even an opportunity to discover certain exhibits or events that people may not have necessarily known about otherwise. That's Isabelle Giordano's line of argument too, writing in early April for the French business paper Les Echos. She's the president of the Strategic Committee of the Culture Pass, a scheme run by the Ministry of Culture aimed at bringing culture to young audiences. And she writes, I quote, Digital culture events have never been so numerous. It is now possible to have access to the biggest exhibits or to attend a prestigious concert from home. Though she admits that the experience cannot replace a physical visit to a museum or actually going to the movies, she stresses that everyone now knows that digital culture is possible. It has demonstrated its ability to reach a wide audience, especially young people. So is this crisis a great opportunity for the world of culture to reinvent itself online? Jean-Laurent Casselli even goes further than that in the French weekly L'Express. For artists, creatives, and intellectuals, the digital transition is a must, the alternative being irrelevance. But some performances just aren't made to be digital. Well, they're not all equal when facing the crisis, right? Right. The Atlantic came to the same conclusion. Broadcasting plays online may be a nice initiative, but all too often, according to the article, these recordings simply look like bad television. Not to mention the collective aspect of the experience. A concert, a comedy show, a play. These are moments we like to share with others. That's what an article in Wired also notes. Many streaming platforms decided to release pop culture classics, like the latest Star Wars film, earlier than planned, much to the delight of isolated fans who now have plenty of time to binge watch. But how to make this a shared experience? Many are turning to a collective online experience, like watching gamers play on Twitch or sharing videos on TikTok. Well, and then there's the thorny question of income. This is the major challenge of the current crisis, the sharing of revenues from what is broadcast online. Let's take the example of music, which in itself is quite straightforward. I read about it in the German paper Die Zeit. The author reacts ironically to Spotify's move to add a donation button on its platform next to performers' names. To sum up the author's point, if revenues were shared more fairly, the button would not be necessary. Still, there will always be people eager to make music. Yes, in the age of streaming, the business model has changed. Bands used to go on tour to sell albums, but with new streaming practices, the finances have been reversed. Artists make albums to justify live tours, which is where most of their income actually comes from. So you can see how the current health crisis is a real threat for a sector already undergoing significant shifts. And I suppose this doesn't just impact the artists themselves. No, it impacts an entire segment of the economy. The Guardian ran a story on how the live music and festival industry is on the verge of collapse. This is not just for music, but other sectors as well. Thierry Frémaux, artistic director of this year's cancelled Cannes Film Festival, puts it well. 
We protected the banks in 2008, he said, so let's protect cinemas, theaters, and bookshops in 2020. Personally, to live, I need my bank, but I also need the cinema. Thank you, Chloe, and thank you to all our listeners. By the way, Chloe, do you want to listen to what I've been working on? Thank you, but why don't、uh, I have a listen once, once you're done? Another time then. As always, if you like this episode, don't hesitate to share it on social media. You can find links to all the articles we mentioned below the description. See you soon for a new episode of The Memo. You are listening to The Memo, an orange podcast. <laughs>